December 24th, Christmas Eve, and whether you're with family right now, still wrapping gifts, or waiting for old Saint Nick himself to make his way down your chimney, put those gifts under your tree, and eat a cookie, and drink some milk. We all have a lot to be grateful for, thankful for. You know, if you're healthy, if you have a job, if you have a house, you're doing pretty good. Um, hopefully you guys get your booster. I got mine yesterday. If you're not, have a goddamn reason. Or maybe you're not at your six months yet. But it's important. You know, we're going to year three of this thing. Let's... Let's let it be last. Um, but Christmas is always a fun, fun, exciting time of the year. If it's bad for you, that sucks. I'm sorry. But for the majority of people, it's it's pretty fun. And we've had a lot of football games this past week. And we have two of them tomorrow. We have the Cleveland Browns and the Green Bay Packers. At 4.30. And we have the Indianapolis Colts. And the Arizona Cardinals. At 8.15. Both games. Are meaningful. I'll say this. The Cleveland Browns. This is a must win. Whether they actually win the game or not. It's a must win. I'll say if they lose this game. They're not making the playoffs. For the Colts, I won't say this is a must-win game. Now, if they would have lost to the Patriots, then this game would have been must-win. But I think that win bought them a week. But they would want to win. And the Cardinals, this is not a must-win. But you want to win... For the mental aspects. Because a lot of people. Are thinking this team is frauds. And. This little slump they're at right now. That's not the kind of slump they want to have. But. You know. So they, they want to win tomorrow. And. I'll say this. Normally, I wouldn't, but James seems like he's playing the bitch role. He's playing it safe out here, and that's right. He probably thought, oh, my buddy won't take shots at me on Christmas Eve, but I say, fuck that. We firing shots tonight, and I'm calling him out because he's being a soft little pansy. With his picks. And even though we're tied. I'm going to show him who's boss. And I'm taking a risk. And because I'm two time back to back defending champ. 
I can do so. So I'm doing my definite this week, kids. And I'm taking the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals. So tomorrow, I'm going to watch these games extra, extra hard. And I'm going to watch them with care. And if both hit, I'll be two points ahead. Say what, bitch? Wow. Actually, you know what? I actually have the Packers as one of my picks. But I'm actually going to do my money pick. And I'm going to do bad. I'm going to pick the Packers. Wow. So, so you want the lead potentially regardless. Yep. Look at you pulling your money pick a little early. What made, what made you decide to do that, kid? We got two weeks left, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the pick in so I cash in my money pick now because I'm gonna tell you this: the last between the next week and week 18, there's a chance I'm probably gonna go all in. But I put my money pick to ensure that I, as of right now, technically I have lead, and to me, I got the Packers. So if you don't hit. I'm, I guarantee myself at least two points. If you hit and my pick hits, then we're most likely still going to be tied. Okay. So, so, so just so everybody understands, right because James misspeaks sometimes, right now he's up by one. Yes. Okay. If both my picks hit, that means me and James are tied again. If the Packers lose, then it kills my definite. But James is up by one. Yes, sir. So, oh, got you. I did misspeak. So I'm give, I'm guaranteeing myself a lead going into week 17. Because I'm also, I'm getting nervous. And we've been tied. And I've had regret the fact that um, I was up at one point, but we had that awful stretch where me and you were losing, 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 losing until you got one over me. So I'm like, you know what? I did have the Packers. I actually written down the Packers. I was going to reveal the Packers as one of my picks. But listen, right now I'm up by one. I guarantee myself a lead. So let's go Indianapolis Colts. I believe in you. And I think it'll be swell if Jonathan Taylor just runs all over the Arizona Cardinals defense. I like I think that would be character development. You have a stupid voice. <laughs> but uh while we here, is it time to do the segment or are we gonna push that off for a little bit later? Do it now. Okay, so this is what I call Wishlist, which, which was inspired by Ty D. Butler doing ENN. So instead of doing all the local teams, because we're not going to do that, we're going to do teams of fans that me and Nick are fans of. For instance, me and Nick are both Yankee fans, but he's a Patriot fan. I'm a giant Nick and Islander fan. So make this quick. So you're going to have two wishes going into 2022 for your respective teams. Since me and Nick are both Yankee fans, Nick, I'm going to leave it to you. What are two things you wish for the Yankees to do in 2022? Well, obviously, we're going to assume the lockout ends in 2022 and we're going to have a full 2022 baseball season. 
Colin. Number one on the wish list. Get me Carlos Correa. Do it. Get him. Get him in the Bronx. Get him here. He will help the Yankees win 28. Uh-huh. Wish number two. I'm not going to be corny. I'm not going to say a championship. I'm not going to say the AL East. Get me the comeback kid. Get me the re-sign. Get me Anthony Rizzo. Sure, Matt Olson is the shiny toy. The, the Turbo Man. Everyone wants Turbo Man. But I want Legos. Alright? I I want Connect 4. I want Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I want the reliable Anthony Rizzo. Lefty, the homers will come. A full year, a full year with the Yankees. I say he'll hit at least 15 homers in the Bronx. Probably more than that. He plays a crackjack first base. And you know what? We, we know he can shine in the bright lights. We don't know how Matt Olson and Sean Manaya will handle themselves in the big city. I I concur. I couldn't agree more. As for the Knicks, I'll make it simple. My first wish list um, in 2022, get a star. The Knicks need a star. Julius Randle is not a star. Get me a star whether it's De'Aaron Fox, Damian Lillard, get me a star. The second thing is just be just be relevant. Just continue being relevant. Don't be a team that makes the playoffs and then just goes back to being irrelevant and being a laughing stuff. Just continue building on what you have and just stay relevant. For the Islanders, number one, um, just stay healthy. <laughs> just be healthy. You've been hit by the COVID bug for so long. Just stay healthy. And number two, um, please find a way to keep Barry Trotz and retool because this team obviously needs some depth and needs to be a little bit retooled, not rebuild. So those are the two things I want. Patriots, go. What are your two wishes for the New England Patriots going into 2022? Real quick on the Knicks. You know, I heard them talk about, talking on Wednesday's Carter and Roberts, but uh-huh. if if I'm the Knicks, I trade Kemba Walker right now. He's at his highest value. Retool a little bit, you know, because because a team that's in a potential playoff chase, they'll take him, and he will start for them, and he will average twenty points per game for them, and that team will give up something good for him. So if I'm the Knicks, I do that because if if this is a stretch where once people come back, he's, he's going to be benched. It makes no sense to keep him plus his money with the team. But the Patriots is easy, okay? And it's, it's, it's hard to do a wish list in this way because it's in the middle of the season. You know, we know what most people are going to want. But I'll say this. Give me... A healthy Damon Harris the rest of the way. When when he comes back, no mess ups. And 
They got to be able to do better against the run game. Stop the run game. Jonathan Taylor should not have had that 90-yard run to close out the game the other night. So I I would like that because I'm not going to wish for a Sunday win because I true wholeheartedly believe in Foxborough they will beat the Bills. And I'm just going to say it right now. 27-13 go Pats. 2-0 and on the season against the Buffalo Shills. Quickly on the Patriots, um, I believe your other back, your rookie Lamondros and Stevenson. I think he's on the COVID list, so I think he's out. So that does hurt the Patriots. Um, as far as the Giants, um, it's simple. Number one, a clean house. Um, Gellman, Judge, just everyone's gotta go. Like from the stone, from the head general manager, scout department, head coach, everyone's gotta go. And number two, some Giants fans will like this. Some Giants fans will not. Do not pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. I get it. He does have the tools. You know, me and Nick discussed this um, off-air. He does have the tools. He does He does can make the throws. But because of the injury and the inconsistency, you cannot pick up that fifth-year option, which is $21 million. You decline it, you get a veteran to challenge him, to push him, and then and then if he does well, then you resign. If he doesn't, then he'll he'll go and then you'll end up being bad anyway, you'll draft her and you'll draft Bryce Young in two thousand twenty three. Those are the two wish lists. So that is wish list. And going back to that thought, when I saw this today, I couldn't believe it. But the Saints got a new quarterback, and that is Blake Bortles. Yep. And that was one of the quarterbacks I mentioned on our off-air conversation. So it's pretty funny how the two interconnect. And, you know, Chris Carlin was with the K-Show this week with Peter Rosenberg. And Chris Carlin basically said what you said is clean house, but he assumes the Giants are not going to do that. He assumes Joe Judge will be the coach next year, which means you're wasting a year with the Giants. Technically, you're. I say you're wasting two because you get a new GM. He gets everybody he wants but, but his head coach. Okay? And maybe, and, and if Joe Judge stays... Maybe he'll want to keep Daniel Jones, right? So let's say both those two things happen. Let's say now Giants next year. Let's say they only win three games, right? But but Daniel Jones is not the reason why they're losing these games. And let's say Joe Judge gets fired. Now, you're not, okay, are we extending Daniel Jones? He played good. And and let's even go further. Let's say he gets a Pro Bowl selection. But he's just not the reason why they lost. Secondary did horrible. Special teams did bad. Joe Judge just continuously proved week in, week out. He should not be a head coach in the NFL. But Mara didn't want to let him go. He kept him on for the year. So he said, hey, we're, I'm riding with you, kid. And now... 
So that's two years wasted. You'll be going into your second year with the new GM. Now, the first year with the new head coach. And Bryce Young is now in the NFL, not on the Giants. You now have a second year GM and a new head coach who don't want Daniel Jones. So, let's say he digresses now. And now now he'll be a free agent. He's gone. That's now three years wasted. And, and and by then, or a year ago, Sa- Saquon would have been gone too, right? Yep. So it's just gone. three years wasted of James, 32, 33, 34 years old. In these three years, maybe seen combined 11 wins. Maybe nine. Right? So... I'll be real. I think we can go seven years before the Giants even think about sniffing first place in the NFC East. And, and the reason why I say seven, by then, Dak will be past 35, and maybe he'll start to dip. But Giant fans, you're looking at a lot of crappy free one-day for a season ticket holders. So listen... I understand there's probably a long wait list, but and you might not want to sell your tickets thinking in ten years this team will be good, but I don't see it, fam. Jump off the boat. The the smart thing here's the realistic scenario that the Giants have to understand is that you know, and I put up a poll about which New York team will make it first between the Giants and Jets. Boy, it's close. Um, I think for the Giants, what's the result so far? Um, 50, 53-50 um, Giants. And that's and the only reason why the Giants got the edge is because... It can't be 53-50. Uh, yeah, sorry. 50, 53-47. Okay. It was close. Very, very close. But ultimately, at the end of the day, though, with the Giants, you have to clean house. You cannot, cannot go into the season with Daniel Jones as, you know, as a starter. So let's just say, let's just say for argument's sake, all these things pan out. You know what that'll be? You know how Deshaun Watson was? And I'm not saying you Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson had an MVP caliber season with a terrible head coach. Bill O'Brien was awful. What you just laid out was basically Daniel Jones has to be basically Deshaun Watson. Where it's, it's not his fault that they lost, but it's everyone else's fault. I think the only option is, is that you clean house, you get a new GM, new head coach. The new GM, the new GM and new head coach will decide what they want to do. If they want to keep Daniel Jones, fine. Then you have then you use those two picks, you use your first two picks to rebuild the line, but then you have to bring in competition. If you don't think Daniel Jones is the guy and there are better options, like you, like you trade for Russell Wilson or you trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't want no, no parts of Aaron Rodgers. Um, then you do that. But I think a clean house is necessary. And I think for the Giants, that would be great. And as far as the other New York team, um, I like I like Joe Douglas, the GM. Robert Sala is okay. 
I'm not sure about Zach Wilson. I know, I know, Nick, you're kind of out on Zach Wilson, but kind I want to see what he does. I am so far out. You can't even see me in the distance. You cannot go the distance to see me. It is a fog. It is a ER. You are out on on Zach. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm. I was not a fan of Zach Wilson, but I want to see what the Jets do to rebuild. So I'll give him. I'll give him next year to see what he does. But the Jets have a lot of holes. They got a lot of holes. But, you know, but I'm not as big. I was not as big as Zach Wilson when he came out, and I was proven right. But you also are big on Justin Fields, and you're also big on Trevor Lawrence. Am I correct? Because of pure football skill. They're just they just would dealt terrible cards. And speaking of speaking of cards, congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys. So Ashley Baker, congratulations on your team. With virtue of the Titans being the 49ers, the Cowboys clinched at least a playoff spot. They can clinch the NFC East with a win Sunday night against the Washington football team. So the Cowboys are officially in, be due to the 49ers loss to the Tennessee Titans. So there is that. And Indy got a lot of pressure on them tomorrow, too, because they've been leading the division for a while. You don't want to let the Tennessee Titans win the division, especially with that monster Derrick Henry possibly returning for the postseason. So Indy got to get their job done. So, so Nick, what do you think of the Cowboys now clinching a playoff spot? They're in for the first time in three years. Cowboy fans are very happy on the timeline. I mean, look... I mean, they, they've been making the playoffs the past couple years in a row. It's not that big of a deal. You know, there are certain fandoms that will take a playoff berth and run with it. Um, for me, I expect to win the AFCs. If we don't, I'll be disappointed. I expect the top four seed. If not, I'll be disappointed. I expect at least a divisional round matchup. If not, I'll be disappointed. A title game appearance, whether win or lose, I'll be happy. A Super Bowl win or lose, I'll be happy. Right? A wild card loss, I'll be pissed. And that pod night won't be a good one. Um. So look, for a team... Like the Dallas Cowboys, you want to win your division. You want to be a top. You may not get top four, but let's say top five. If you're not in a top five seed, you should be disappointed. And for the Cowboys fans too, you need title game. Not just a wild card, not just a divisional round. You need to get into the title game. If If it's less than that, it's a failure. And just between the Cardinals, the Bucks, and the Packers, the Cowboys aren't better than any of those three teams. Dak Prescott can't sniff Tom Brady. Can't can't look over the fence to see Aaron Rodgers. He's in the door with Kyler Murray, but with the, with the pieces the Cardinals have, the Cardinals I I say even got the better head coach. Right, McCarthy got the hardware, 
but that is a kind of Aaron Rodgersy thing. So it's kind of tainted a little bit, I think. Um, and if that game's in Arizona, right, both indoor stadiums, so that's not too big of a deal. But with the team the Cardinals have and Kyler Murray's energy, I think that's enough. And even though he's hurt, having a leader like J.J. Watt be around and be a voice, I think that's big. So, I think the Cowboys, sorry, it's a failure. Man, Cowboys fans are not going to love to hear this. I'm very, very happy that the Cowboys fans get to suffer because... You know, Cowboys fans kind of deserve to suffer. They don't deserve nice things. A lot of consensus are already picking the Packers Chiefs as as a Super Bowl matchup that people want because of the quarterback name. Um, obviously, the big bigger story is Patriots Bucks, but if it's Chiefs Cowboys, you got to admit, Nick, that's the that, that's the Super Bowl. You have two quarterbacks, two star powers. Two teams that originally played in the Super Bowl against each other, Packers, Chiefs, which you don't know. And you got two quarterbacks looking to get their second Super Bowl. How could you not say that those those people who want to see those Super Bowl are clowns? Once again, Patrick Mahomes will light up the secondary of the Green Bay Packers. First quarter may be close. You know what? The f- I'll, I'll say this. The first quarter is the only chance the Packers have at winning that Super Bowl. Right? So, if, if, if the first quarter ends 0-0 or the Chiefs with any lead, that lets the door open. Because first quarter Super Bowls are weird. No team ever starts off to a hot start. Except for the Falcons. But we all know how that story ended, don't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> Super Bowls are weird. Weird stuff happens. I still remember the rematch of Giants-Patriots. The game started with a Tom Brady safety. Because he threw the ball 50 yards past any of his receivers. When have we ever seen that before? Never. So, that was great. First quarter Super Bowls are just weird, man. We'll most likely see a 3-3 or a 0-0 game. Or if it's 7-3, it's, it's because a defensive pick happened or fumble for six where they was close at the goal line happened, right? So, Super Bowls are weird, but listen. Obviously, I want, I want Pat's Bucks for many reasons. Will I be mad if the Chiefs Packers as for a football game? Yeah, because I truly believe the Chiefs will hose the Packers and it's not going to be close. Okay? I think the Chiefs can win that game by 17. Um, Chiefs win. Mahomes is super wide. I don't want that. Packers win. Rodgers gets super wide. I don't want that. So, it... I'm watching regardless. I I would even watch if it was Cardinals Titans. I just like ultimately I just hope for a good football game. But since Pats and Bucks will both be in play, 
I want that one. And the main reason why people only want Chiefs Packers is because it's something different. Let's not kid ourselves. I think because of, you know, two great quarterbacks. And whoever wins, they get ring number two. And if Rodgers gets ring, it validates him. He'll have one more than Brett. He'll tie the great Eli Manning, which is great. We like that out here. And, you know, that's good for him. If Mahomes gets ring number two, now we're just building on the Patrick Mahomes boy legacy. But then Nick will have to hear Jackson Mahomes doing his stupid TikTok. <laughs> and so that's, that's reason enough. That's reason enough to not want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that, is, that is really... Really, really crazy. You also got to keep in mind, too, though, that with, with all the things going on tomorrow, you also got the NBA on Christmas. So, and Kevin Durant, unfortunately, will not clear protocol, so he will not play. Neither will Kyrie, but James Harden will play will play on Christmas Day. So Christmas Day between the Hawks and Knicks, Hawks have nine players currently on protocol, including Trey Young, who will not clear protocol in time, so he will not be playing tomorrow against the Knicks. Whack. Unwatchable so game. So you got Celtics Bucks. Giannis will will clear protocol and he will be back against that game. Against the against the Celtics tomorrow. You got you got Warriors versus Suns. You got Nets versus Lakers, um, and you got Mavericks versus Jazz. Those are the Christmas slate day on NBA on, on NBA on Christmas, and also the NHL will will extend its pause so they will not return. You're more looking at after the new year for the NHL to return. NHL will not send their players to to the Olympics due to the on, ongoing Omicron variant. So there'll basically be an all-star game, and all the games that are postponed will be made up in February. So you're basically going to see a lot of games played sprinting to April. So that's just what it is. Warriors-Suns will be the third matchup. 1-1. Suns won the first one. Warriors won the second one. Without Trey Young, it makes the game unwatchable. It really really does. I believe the Knicks would have won regardless. No, I mean the Hawks would have won regardless, but just without the biggest star on the court, it's it's going to make the game unwatchable. So who 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 was the Bucks playing again? Celtics. <sighs> Man, Christmas games used to mean something. And why aren't the Lakers playing a Christmas game? They always they play a Christmas game. Lakers are playing the Nets. Okay. Two Big Ten matchups. Um, so, that's, that's a good one. So, I'll say Lakers win because the Nets don't have Kevin Durant. Um, and... Unless Kemba drops like a 40-plus piece, I'll say Hawks win by 10. NHL, I mean, it sucks, but people just got to get their stuff together. Um, And listen, sports just keep on going. Baseball, hopefully you can get your act together. 
But again, the most important part to remember. If you're listening to this podcast, you're alive. So, at the end of the day, wake up each morning thanking God. Go to sleep each night thanking God. And hopefully you get to wake up again to thank Him. Um, Tomorrow also too, remember, it's Jesus Christ's birthday. That usually gets forgotten around this time because we're opening gifts. And, you know, looking forward to each other's faces after all of us spending so much money on gifts. But... Just if it, whether you go to church or pray around your Thanksgiving ham, or your Christmas ham, or whatever you're going to eat. Just say a nice little prayer and a nice little happy birthday to JC over there. And uh, remember, if you have a job, clothes on your back, food in your stomach. And keys to open a door to lead inside. You're doing pretty good. And remember that. And if you can donate to charity, do that. If, 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 if you can pass a buck or $5 bill in a cup for a homeless man or an army vet or maybe a family who's outside in the cold, do that. I couldn't agree more. Merry Christmas to everyone. Be be kind to others. Be grateful and be thankful that you have a place to go. You have family. You have people that care about you. And just remember, though, that everything will eventually work itself out. Aside from sports, life still goes on. Keep pushing, keep grinding, and just cherish each day because you never know if you can make it to tomorrow, because be grateful what you have today.